The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Now, the Victorian Disability Sport and Recreation Awards are coming up and they celebrate the achievements of sports people with a disability, the coaches, organisations, officials and volunteers and, of course, all the people that make that sport happen um, and to make sure that sport can be inclusive. It's uh, a really good initiative and there's some incredible people that have been selected as finalists for the awards this year and one of them is from Lara. His name's Jason Lees and he's a finalist in the category of Masters Sports Person of the Year for the sport of wheelchair rugby we've got jason on the line now jason thanks for being on the program yeah no worries it's it's good to be here so tell us about your journey i believe that in 2000 you were involved in a motocross incident in laverton and you were a mechanic on that circuit is that right yeah that's right um obviously a long time ago now um just yeah just like any other weekend we Riding our dirt bikes uh, on a motocross track, and yeah, just had a minor accident with um, with pretty with pretty major consequences. Um, but yeah, obviously, very life changing event. Um, it's taken me on a very different journey, and and here I am today. Uh, can you explain what was going through your mind when you had that accident? I mean, you say it was a minor accident, but it seems like it was quite severe. Yeah, um, at the time, you know, I'd sort of landed awkwardly and I knew I'd sort of, you know, I knew something pretty major was wrong. Um, I wasn't able to move. Um, so I just laying on the track there and sort of, obviously it took a, you know, a while to sink in, but um, yeah, it was, it was a very, yeah, very challenging time, obviously. It was probably a total of about eight months in hospital. Um, but, you know, sort of a long period of that was sort of, in the rehabilitation hospital where we were sort of introduced to a lot of different sports and, and stuff like that. Meeting a lot of people that have gone through sort of a similar life-changing situation. Um, so, yeah, so although, you know, it was very hard part of my life, it was very um, also rewarding just to sort of see, you know, what was available and, and people that have gone through a similar sort of situation and, and come out on the other end and, and really, you know, have done great things with their lives. Um, you just seem to be cutting in and out. I can still hear you, but you just seem to be cutting in and out a little bit. Are you using headphones or something that might be cutting in and out? Uh, no, no, I'm just, right. I'm just on my phone. We'll so, sorry about persist. that. That's right. We'll uh, see if we can keep pushing through. Um, can you explain how you discovered wheelchair rugby as a sport? Yeah, like I said, I was um, you know in rehab hospital in Melbourne. Uh, it was around the time that the Sydney Paralympics were on. And, um, yeah, sort of some of the guys were training in the hospital there, and I, that was the first time I've seen it. Um, probably fast forward about a year. Um, when I got out of hospital, I sort of wanted to get back into sport, and I remembered wheelchair rugby. So, um, yeah, so went along for my first time, tried it, loved the sport, loved, um, you know, sort of being part of the team again. And, um, yeah, it sort of really took off from there. For people that haven't seen wheelchair rugby, can you describe what it's like? <laughs> Um, it's it's a team sport. It's played indoors on a basketball court. Um, basically, four players on each team. It's a full contact sport, and the idea of the sport is to obviously cross the opposition's try line in possession of the ball. Um, a lot of people sort of very taken back. First time they see it with all the contact, so you've got a lot of full-on 
um, contact with, you know, crashes and, and people falling out of their chairs and stuff like that. So it's very fast-paced and exciting sport. And um, what surprised you, if anything, about when you first started to, to play it? Did it come naturally to you or were there aspects of it that uh, were a bit difficult to get your head around or things that you perhaps weren't expecting? Um, it's a very tactical sport. I think, you know, the first time I've seen it, it was a lot of, you know, just sort of hit people as hard as you can and, and hope you sort of can score. But sort of the longer you play, you sort of realise that the tactics take a, you know, a very important part of the game. Um and sort of the, the teamwork is so important, being able to play your role um, and sort of, yeah, work as a team um, is probably the most important thing. How much of a contact sport is it? Because when I think of rugby, I think of it being, you know, quite uh, physical contacts, people tackling each other. Is that the case in wheelchair rugby? Absolutely, yeah. So uh, you're, not, you're not allowed to sort of, um, you know, touch the player with, you know, with your hand, but full-on chair contact is allowed and it's a big part of the game. So you'll see some big crashes, um, high-speed hits, um, people falling out of their chairs, tipping out forwards and backwards um, and and the noise is one thing that you know, people remember. You know, from the very first time they say, I think the crashing sound of um, two wheelchairs crashing into each other is something that people remember. And uh, I think one of the highlights for you might have been um, being part of the 2012 London Paralympics. Can you tell us about what that was like? That was unbelievable. Um, you know, 2012 was my first Paralympic Games. Um, you know, we had a great campaign. We were able, luckily enough, to you know to win every game and, and find ourselves in the final. When again, we had a, a great game and able to win the gold medal. Um, we beat Canada on that day, so. Yeah, very, very um, good memories. Um, and lucky enough, we were able to back it up in, in Rio and win again. Um, so, yeah, so both, you know, big highlights in my career. And then I believe in uh, Tokyo, you finished fourth. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. We, um, you know, we probably went into Tokyo as favourite to, to win again. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to sort of, you know, achieve, achieve what we wanted to do in Tokyo. But, you know, I'm very proud of, my teammates and, and what we're able to achieve just to get there um, with the lead up we had and all the border restrictions and, you know, the community sport not being able to go ahead, um, you, know, you know, caused a lot of issues in our um, preparation, but, you know, being able to go there and perform Just miss out on a medal, um, I think was was pretty good. And in terms of your uh, training routine, can you tell me about what you actually do? How do you stay on top of your game and be able to compete at wheelchair rugby at that elite level? Yeah, so um, uh, the guys train basically full-time. It's it's a five-day-a-week sort of job. Um, you know, there's probably three to four sessions a week in the rugby chairs, um, a couple of sessions in the gym, you know, the, the guys have got, um, you know, full-time strength and conditioning programs, um, training programs, and then you throw in the recovery on, you know, your sort of video analysis, homework sort of stuff. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it, but, you know, playing at the, the highest level. And you spoke a little bit about Tokyo and being a bit different because of all the border restrictions and uh, coronavirus issues around that Olympics or Paralympics. Um, how was it, given that you had the experience of going to London 2012 and Rio 2016, what was the atmosphere like there? How was it different? 
Yeah, it was it was very different, obviously, um, with no crowds. That was probably the biggest one. Um, you know, we, yeah, it was, it was a lot better than, um, you know, leading into it. A lot of people sort of probably didn't believe it was even going to happen. Mm. Um, and right up until, I guess, the Olympics got underway and started, I think, you know, there was still that doubt in people's mind whether it was going to happen or not. So getting on the plane and heading over to Tokyo was, you know, just such a, a great, relief and you know, privilege, I guess, to be able to leave the country um, at that time. Um, you know, the Australian government and everyone involved, you know, done an amazing job and, you know, Tokyo did an amazing job as well. To be able to put on a game like that in the middle of a pandemic was unbelievable. Um, but yeah, obviously the biggest, the biggest difference for us was the crowds and not being able to move around and, um, you know, sort of mingle with the other teams and, and you know, that was probably the biggest difference. Um, but the actual competition part of it, it was very much the same as the other games. And when did you find out that you'd been a, f- or a finalist for Masters Sports Person of the Year in the Victorian Disability Sport and Recreation Awards? Well, yeah, that was you know another great honour. Obviously, um, it was probably about a week ago I received an email let me know that I was a finalist. And um, so, yeah, so looking forward to that you know, with things opening up. It's, you know, being able to attend awards in person and stuff like that, I think it's it's a you know a great sort of opportunity and yeah, really looking forward to the night and um, whether whether I win or not, it's it's uh, just really great to be a finalist. Do you know much about the other finalists in the uh, the category and uh, you know how much of a competition it might be to see if you end up being the ultimate winner? <laughs> I, I don't know the other finalists personally. I know they're a bodybuilder, so. What's next for you? Um, do you envisage being part of the Paralympics in uh, 2024? Well, you know, I've just sort of announced my retirement from uh, see. Um, international competition. So, um, you know, got an opportunity now to hopefully get into coaching um so that's that'll be my goal and sort of learn as a coach and um yeah hopefully sort of yeah be able to contribute still to the sport and um hopefully help some other athletes sort of you know achieve their goal of you know going to the Paralympics. and i see that you're from lara how inclusive do you think sport is in geelong in comparison i mean you've been right around the world with this how do we go here in australia and specifically locally here in geelong you know, in Geelong, we have a lot of great, you know, programs for, you know, people with disability. Um, you, you know, I think Australia as a whole is great at celebrating the disabled athletes and just what you've sort of seen, you know, from the Paralympics, the amount of coverage and people getting behind the athletes, you know, is probably world leading, I believe. Um, yeah, you know, Geelong as a city is great. There's, you know, we've got a lot of great venues. Access is really good. And a lot of good programs and opportunities for people with disabilities play sports. So, yeah, very proud to live in Lara and, you know, call Geelong home. Well, all the very best. I hope you are successful at the awards. But, I mean, you've already done so much in your career. It's incredible and been right around the world and Paralympic gold medal. So, all the very best. And thank you for giving us a bit of your time this morning. 
No, it was great to chat, so thanks for having me. Thank you. Jason Lees there, who was a finalist in the Masters Sports Person of the Year Award for the Victorian Disability Sport and Recreation Awards. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.